Now, for me, it's easy to do no good big deal because part of it is when I was a monk, I used to sleep on the floor, I'd eat one cup of food a day, and I'd meditate for hours rather than just going out and having fun. And also another thing, because I know this is about freedom, I was celibate. There's a power when you're not addicted to ejaculating if you're a man. I said one of the biggest, it's bigger than cocaine, mm. is the need to ejaculate. You know, why mm. I'm 69 years old and I feel like a teenager is that I've learned how to have sex, orgasms without ejaculating. So that, yeah. that's an advanced skill. But that's simply, again, how to, how to connect with a woman without losing your testosterone. Because when men have sex, after ejaculating, his testosterone goes down 50%. And it mm. takes six days for it to double. And it will double. If you don't ejaculate for six days, your testosterone levels will double. And then oh. you ejaculate, they'll go back down. That's why, you know, most people have sex on Saturday night if they're still having it. And then Sunday, the guy's like, let's go to church and sit there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> With no limitations, what does your perfect day look like? What if it's possible to live like that every day? Would you wake up after 9 a.m.? Have perfect health, maybe fire your boss, have the money and freedom to do what you love most. The world is your oyster. Where would you be? Who would you be with? The possibilities are endless. Whether you believe it's possible for you or not, you can make more, work less and live free. Welcome to Freedom Hack Radio, where entrepreneur, best-selling author, world traveler and adventurer, Bryce Robertson and special guests crack the code on money, health, relationships, spirituality and having fun doing what you love most. Be inspired to create your own self-designed freedom lifestyle. G'day and welcome to Freedom Hack Radio. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson. And today, my friends, we have an ultra special guest, the best-selling author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, Mr. John Gray. And today, you're not going to want to miss out on this episode because it's jam-packed with all the goodies. I mean, today we dug into John's new book, Beyond Mars and Venus. We also, John offers a free course to all of you tuning in, no matter where you are in the world. It's a free four-day course to improve relationships. And John is the master at improving relationships. And this course is designed no matter whether you're male, female, single, or in a relationship. So make sure to take advantage of that. And you can find out more by tuning into this episode. John also digs into testosterone levels and estrogen levels and how we can increase and decrease these levels naturally and improve our health and our emotions. He also digs into mineral deficiencies and just how slight supplements of minerals that we can put into our system can dramatically increase our mental health and also our emotions and our overall health. He also digs into tantric sex and how we can optimize our health through certain sex techniques and practices. And, you know, we also touch on some current topics right now that are pretty important. So John digs into masks, vaccines, and even a conversation that he had with Nancy Pelosi. So you guys are not going to want to miss out on this episode. It is jam-packed with all the goodies. And for all of you guys that are tuning in for the first time, this is Freedom Hack Radio, where we live by the freedom trinity of financial, time, and location freedom. So what does that mean? That means that we're financially free, so we do not have to worry about money. We work if we want to, but we don't have to. Money's taken care of. 
Also, time freedom. It means we can do what we want, when we want, with who we want, how we want, because we want, because we control our time. We wake up when we want and do what we want with our day. We have complete freedom there. And finally, we also have location freedom. So we can choose to be wherever we want to be in the world while we're doing all of these things that we love. And that is complete freedom, my friends. And here at Freedom Hack Radio, we also about living in complete, authentic fulfillment. And we do this by balancing and growing in five core areas of our life. And that's what we really focus on here at Freedom Hack Radio. And these five core areas are financial wealth, health, relationships, spirituality, and having fun. Because when we grow in these areas and maintain balance, we authentically and truly live in freedom. So if any of this sounds good to you, do yourself a solid, make sure to subscribe to this channel now. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, then make sure to subscribe there too. So without any further ado, this is a jam packed episode. You're going to want to listen all the way to the end and make sure to take advantage of that free course that John is offering. Buckle up your seatbelts and enjoy the ride. Welcome back to another episode of Freedom Hack Radio. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson. And today, my friends, we have a very special guest, Mr. John Gray. John Gray is the author of the most well-known and trusted relationship book of all time, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. USA Today listed his book as one of the top 10 most influential books of the last quarter century. In hardcover, it was a number one best-selling book of the 1990s. Dr. Gray's books are translated into approximately 45 languages in more than 100 countries and continues to be a bestseller. Dr. Gray has written over 20 books. His most recent book is Beyond Mars and Venus. His Mars Venus book series has forever changed the way men and women view their relationships. John helps men and women better understand and respect their differences in both personal and professional relationships. His approach combines specific communication techniques with healthy nutritional choices that create the brain and body chemistry for lasting health, happiness, and romance. His many books, blogs, and free online workshops at MarsVenus.com provide practical insights to improve relationships at all stages of life and love. An advocate of health and optimal brain function, he also provides natural solutions for overcoming depression, anxiety, and, spread, and stress to support increased energy, libido, hormonal balance, and better sleep. He has appeared repeatedly on Oprah, as well as The Dr. Oz Show, Today, CBS This Morning, Good Morning America, and others. He has been profiled in Time, Forbes, USA Today, and People, and he was also the subject of a three-hour special hosted by Barbara Walters. John, it's an absolute pleasure to have you with us here today. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. With a whole big introduction, I realized it's like I've written on, I'm expert on so many things, but I have written 28 books, which I've got behind me over here. But my That's most amazing. famous is Men Are From Mars, and the most relevant to people today is how our relationships have changed, which is beyond Mars and Venus. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. Yeah, and I'm super excited to talk about that. Before we dig into that, John, I've really got to know what's given you the most gratitude today, mate. Well, I'm I, I'm I'm very grateful. I've been talking. It's now. What time is it? It's uh, uh, 
almost 3.30, my time. I've been going since 10 o'clock nonstop. I'm grateful that I'm healthy and I'm vibrant. I'm grateful that I can go all day without needing to eat so I could talk the whole time doing online shows and making videos for my website, marsvenus.com. I have unlimited energy and I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful in my life that my wife uh, of 34 years passed two years ago and I'm grateful that I could heal that I, I mean, I'm not grateful that happened, but I'm so grateful for those years with her. I remember it every day, what a beautiful life we had and what a beautiful life I can still have because of what I learned and how I grew with her. I'm grateful for the ability to find the love again in my heart. I have a girlfriend now. I'm very grateful to her. I have great sex with her. I'm very grateful for that. Being at home, I'm now, because I'm not traveling. I used to, you know, I've gone to hundred countries teaching these ideas. I'm at home now. I've learned about investing. So I'm making a ton of money doing investing. Uh, this is an incredible time if you know how to invest. So I've, you know, I've, there's like gurus out there, investment gurus, and I probably spent about $20,000 studying with all of them. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to put money into investments, I need to get the best voices and the best coaching to do it. People have been doing it their whole lives. So I'm so grateful that I have the time to do that. And I'm, that's, I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for my ability to eat healthy foods. Uh, and to live in a place where there's so much organic food, where I live in, in California, Mill Valley. The weather's been spectacular. I have amazing friends. So anyway, I got a lot to be grateful for. That's beautiful. I'm stoked that you've found so much gratitude and everything. That's awesome. Very, very happy for you. Mate, I've got a lot of gratitude for all that you've done and the books you've written and everything you've shared and you've poured your heart out and you've done a lot of research and, and you have an amazing ability to write books. And I remember I would have been a teenager when I heard about um, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. My mom told me about it. She raved about it. And then I remember being in my 30s. I've been married for about like probably five to seven years. And I realized there was some improvements to be made outside of what I already knew. So I, I was looking for mentorship. And the first book I thought of was Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, this book right here. So I read it, my wife read it. Um, and then we also were traveling in Italy and we listened to the audio book while we were driving. And, and when we were listening to it, and when we were reading it, it was almost like you had been living in our house for the last five to seven years. And I was blown away at like the accuracy that you had on the communication going back and forth with us. And you've got an amazing ability to take what is otherwise a complex topic and make it really, really simple. So thank you so much for, for sharing all of this knowledge that you share here. And I, I've just ordered your latest book titled Beyond Mars and Venus. And I'm super excited to read it. Um, and um, I, I was reading the book description and there's a quote from there that I found very interesting. It says, today, men and women, women, men and women are no longer trapped by rigid social societal roles. Now, more than ever, we have the freedom to be our authentic selves. Women can access their masculine side. Men can embrace their feminine side. This new freedom is a good thing, but it also brings new challenges. Can you please unpack that for us, John? Wow, I probably wrote that. And I always go, that was so succinct to kind of summarize everything I can say about this new message that I have, except for the how-to. But what's, what's going on today is as men go more to the sensitive side, we're more emotional. And when we become more emotional, more in touch with our feelings, we care more, we give more in a personal relationship. What happens is the hormone estrogen increases in us and testosterone levels start to drop. 
Now, there's no study that says estrogen goes up, testosterone goes down. There are studies that say that when men get married or, and when they have children, their estrogen goes up, and men who get married and have children, their testosterone goes down. You see, there's two complementary forces, and Asia will be called the yin and the yang, masculine and feminine. So when I go too far to my feminine side, my testosterone is too low. Women, as they become more free and independent, their testosterone levels go up. What I did in this book is express, articulated after much research, what qualities in terms of our own sense of mindset, along with what behaviors and situations stimulate testosterone versus what situations, mindsets stimulate estrogen. And what I find, what was, what was discovered is that whenever you're in a situation where you're depending on someone to be happy, okay. your estrogen goes up. So if I'm kind of bored and I go and eat or I go and have a beer, actually what's happening is my estrogen's going up. Whenever you're dependent on someone, you have higher estrogen. Even a little boy for the first 13 years of his life, he has pretty much the same estrogen levels as a little girl because he's so dependent on others. He hasn't yet developed the part of the brain that says, I can do it myself. Now, the, the reason wow. why this is significant is that males require, as far as when it comes to health and wellness and well-being, good feelings, we require at least 10 to 30 times more testosterone than women, okay? If a man is stressed, we know this is the case, his testosterone is very low. If a man is romantic, generous, happy, fulfilled, feeling confident, his testosterone is much, much higher, at least 20 times, 30 times higher than a woman's average level of testosterone. Now, a woman wow. can be very confident. Her testosterone will go up. But the problem is when she's feeling confident, okay, I can do it myself. Often she's not feeling confident. I can get help to do it. When you feel I can get help, your estrogen goes up. When you feel, oh, I'm going to do it myself, I can do it myself, or even I have to do it myself, that's a big testosterone booster. So what I explain here is that what's happened over, the, over the, the nuance here is that, yeah, women are free to be on their whole self, which is both masculine and feminine. It was years ago, and I had, you know, I have this big spiritual side too. I meditate every day. I'm a very generous person. I live a, you know, I, I was a Hindu monk for nine years, celibate. And then I learned, you know, I wanted to have loving relationship and family and all that. But it was a time, I kind of didn't want to say this, I guess, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know, and my spirituality, you know, I connect with the divine energy of the universe, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But one day it spoke to me out loud. <laughs> That's all I could say. A big voice came down into my, my room and it said, hi, John. <laughs> and that was it. Now, as soon as it said, hi, John. The, the energy of that saying that was so masculine and so confident and so powerful and unshakable and so loving and so kind and so sweet and beautiful. And that one little voice, I can't repeat it because this was an amazing voice, that I realized so clearly our soul, our spirit has a perfect blend of masculine and feminine. Hmm. But our body, we have to incarnate spirit into this body. And the body, in order to have both masculine and feminine in balance, it requires for men more testosterone. If a man has, if he's angry, he's upset, he's depressed, he's anxious, he's irritable, he's grumpy, he's passive, 
he procrastinates at all those times his estrogen is like a woman's and his wow. testosterone is very low and most people don't know that they, wow. they don't even know it and and we have so much information about that the science has discovered about hormones in order so people can take hormones but nobody's explaining that if your hormones are a balance it's your mindset it's what you're doing it's what you're saying it's how you're interacting when a woman goes to see a doctor for example or a man you go see a doctor for help your estrogen levels go up now for men if estrogen goes up his testosterone goes down so generally men are not motivated to go to doctors <laughs> and that's true more way more women go to doctors way more women 90 percent of the women are people who go to therapists for example or women why because they seek my help and what do i do when i help them i listen to them basically mm -hmm. they talk and i listen and their estrogen levels go up because when you depend on someone for something and you feel i can get it your estrogen goes up now for me as a man it's great my estrogen goes up oh my god makes me feel so happy and loving and joyful those are estrogen estrogens associated with those feelings but if i don't have enough testosterone then all those positive emotions become negative emotions so let me give an example if you're angry estrogen goes up and most people don't know that okay. they, they associate anger with aggression mm -hmm. and anger is associated with aggression and they think that testosterone causes aggression and still i was doing looking at all the research now still this is old-fashioned statement out there that that testosterone causes aggression or is associated with aggression but the research that. everybody does but it turns out there's a whole book written on this by stanford professor and there's other research studies as well which show that yes men have testosterone and when you feel challenged your testosterone goes up that's your first reaction but then as soon as you feel you lose confidence you start to feel like well i don't know what to do this isn't working i said this she should be happy she's not happy as soon as you lose confidence and you're a man and you're challenged your testosterone turns into estrogen and you get a big surge of estrogen and then you feel fight or flight so fight or flight now we know biologically we can measure fight or flight fight or flight in men is the cortisol hormone whenever men have the cortisol hormone estrogen's going up and testosterone's going down Whenever, whenever men have challenge and danger and you're, you're not, uh, and you are feeling confident, you don't have all this fear and anger and whatever. I mean, just think about it. If somebody, you know, shoots you the finger, you don't get upset if you, if you don't care what they think, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, you don't take it personally. See the art in relationships is I take everything personally if it's positive, but if it's not positive, that's their problem. That's about them. It doesn't mean you can't be compassionate. You can actually mm -hmm. be more compassionate if you're not reacting to things. It's just not your stuff to take on. That's right. That's exactly right. So this is a revolutionary idea. It changes everything. And it explains all the Mars Venus ideas. Because one of the big ideas in Mars Venus that helped in your marriage was your wife read me saying, men need their cave time. So when mm -hmm. you need to be alone and do your own thing, she mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily feel, take it so personally. Yeah. She has knowledge that says, you know, that's just what he needs right now. It's not that he's mad at me. It's not that he doesn't love me. It's simply that that's what men need. They have this cave time. Now I can explain why men have this cave time. And it's different. Women often get upset when men go to a cave because they go, well, when she goes to the cave, she's often mad at you. She often feels, I can't trust you. Mm -hmm. I can't depend on you. Mm -hmm. So that's why she goes to the cave out of a stress reaction. 
we go to the cave in order to rebuild our testosterone and that's what happens and this is what really? like all, all the ancient all the ancient teachings of meditation for example were primarily aired at men why because when you meditate the objective on one level many types of techniques but the objective on one level is to forget all your problems okay to forget okay. it empty the mind yeah and men it's easy to empty the mind because we can do that our tendency in order to lower stress we, we have a mechanism inside of us that says forget it minimize it it's no big deal that's yesterday water under the bridge what hasn't happened yet let's figure out what to do see these mm -hmm. are all calming techniques which are all te techniques that increase testosterone detachment wow. objectivity now the problem is we don't understand women are different when she's upset we say mm -hmm. now let's be objective what really yeah. happened? Well, don't really be upset. Well, it's water under the bridge. Well, there's nothing I can do about it now, but what can I do now? I'll solve your problem. You know, I'll fix it. These emotions, let them go, forget it. Can't we just get beyond this and have fun again? All these advices that we give to women actually are the opposite of what works for them. And they're often offended by it, mm. or at least they don't feel better as a result of it. We're actually making it worse for her. So the same mechanism, just that one idea of men go to their cage, <laughs> and women understanding it, we're different. It's not necessarily that we're mad at you that we go to our cave. Now it is true that if we do get mad at you, we may go to our cave as well. And that's a good thing because when you go to the cave, you do this to distract yourself from what was bothering you to focus on something that will increase your testosterone. Like right now with the not being able to be out in the world, I'm not facing the normal challenges that I would overcome and build my testosterone. You see, well, I make a practice of never getting upset and I've traveled to hundred countries. I travel mm -hmm. all the time. There's always flight delays and there's problems or whatever. Yeah. It's a practice for me. No big deal. I'll get there. No big deal. Not a problem. No big deal. I can handle this. Now for me, it's easy to do no good big deal because part of it is when I was a monk, I used to sleep on the floor. I'd eat one cup of food a day and I'd meditate for hours rather than just going out and having fun. And also another thing, because I know this is about freedom, I was celibate. There's a power when you're not addicted to ejaculating if you're a man. I said one of the biggest, it's bigger than cocaine, mm. is the need to ejaculate. You know, why mm. I'm 69 years old and I feel like a teenager is that I've learned how to have sex, orgasms without ejaculating. So that, yeah. that's an advanced skill. But that's simply, again, how to, how to connect with a woman without losing your testosterone. Because when men have sex, after ejaculating, his testosterone goes down 50%. And mm. it takes six days for it to double. And it will double. If you don't ejaculate for six days, your testosterone levels will double. And then oh. you ejaculate, they'll go back down. That's why, you know, most people have sex on Saturday night if they're still having it. And then Sunday, the guy's like, let's go to church and sit there. Or, <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Uh, or let's watch football all day, you know, <laughs> let's just hang out that Sunday mellow day, a day of rest, you know, this is, a, this is because men's testosterone levels do drop 50%. And again, testosterone is motivation, it's energy, it's purpose, it's drive. And then it starts to recover a little bit over the next six days. But if you don't release it, then on the seventh day, it doubles. And I'm not just saying that, I'm saying that because the Japanese actually did the study on men's testosterone levels. 
Okay. That's what they found. And I think for, if you're an older man, it will probably be the Taoists and the Taoist tradition, they also believe this, the Tantra tradition, they also believe this. And I was teaching Tantra classes in 1979. I've now studied 10 years in China studying Taoism. I just like to learn about other cultures and other systems. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to a big disaster. I'm saying this because you're a guy and this is a freedom talk, biohacking freedom. Yeah. And uh, the most powerful biohack you can do as men is not be addicted to ejaculation. I'm not saying you can well, ever do it. That's a pretty advanced stage, but at least don't use porn. Porn just immediately activates your instinctive brain and just sends a lie to you. The lie is all these women want you and they don't. Yeah. And so you're just living a lie. Anytime you believe in a lie, this is a real key thing. When you believe a lie, propaganda, you lose your ability to feel the right truth inside your heart. Just think of ourselves as having this little fine-tuned antenna that hears the truth and believes the truth. If you believe a lie, then your ability to believe the truth becomes less and less and less, and you become more and more dependent on others to know what is right and true rather than what's inside of yourself. Mm. Because as mature people, we are the masters of our destiny. We know what's right within ourselves. That's called a conscience. So many people don't have a conscience and they don't have self-empowerment because they believe propaganda. They believe lies. And, you know, like right now in our society, everybody believes that this uh, SARS virus, which has been labeled COVID-19, but it's a SARS virus. We've had 24 other SARS viruses. Mm -hmm. uh, we just didn't popularize how many people died from it. Uh, already on a standard SARS virus, what you'll see will happen is 150,000 people a year die from it. That's mm -hmm. one from pneumonia. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one. 150,000 people die from what's called COPD every year, no matter what. And the yeah. symptoms of COPD are the same as what, what they're saying is SARS virus. No mm -hmm. more different. And they go on ventilators. Every, but what's happening now is we're putting in a, on a ticker tape in front of us all the time, believing yeah. that we're in danger, believing yeah. we're in danger. And then we have this really insane idea. And some people are vulnerable, 70 years old, and you're taking heart pressure medicine, or you're overweight and diabetic, you could die, but you probably die anyway with the flu. That's and right. Maybe yeah. So we're, we're magnifying a problem. We're making a big deal out because we're not getting the truth. Now, I'm not saying I know all the answers. I'm saying my point of view, but I listen to doctors and researchers as myself who are being censored on Facebook and yeah. YouTube and whatever. So we're not having a conversation. No, no and then when you come to the mandatory, every person on earth taking vaccinations, now you could label that, oh, are you an anti-vax person? Well, even if I was an anti-vax person, we wouldn't understand what they're talking about as anti-vax people because they're not allowed to be on YouTube. They're yeah. taken off. That's right. There's, books. There's a book written recently called Contagion, something about contagion. Uh, and it talks about other reasons why you get these mass, mass viral infections. And, mm -hmm. you, and Amazon censored it. Amazon, you can buy it at Barnes and Noble, but not at Amazon. This is it, insanity. This is book burning, Hitler coming along. Yeah. Uh, this is control of the information, the narrative. There's one narrative they want to go out. And let's take a moment to look at logic, okay? Mm -hmm. The whole idea of the mask, I wear a mask. I all, you know, you need to wear a mask if you go into a restaurant or go somewhere because the law says that. I respect the law and they won't let me in anyway. But when I'm out walking, which is still allowed to do in America <laughs> where I live, you can still walk without a mask on. It's not against the law. I don't wear a mask. And when somebody walks by me when I'm going for a hike, they're afraid of me. 
Now, yeah. if, they're wearing, if they're wearing a mask and masks really work, then you're protected. Yeah. Now, I, I found a mask on, in, in, on, online from London. And it's called the breathe, breathable mask. I want to breathe it in. You see, a virus is so tiny, no mask can ever stop it. A mask yeah. can stop bacterial bacteria in your spit. Your saliva, you know, the, the water vapor that comes out of your mouth has bacteria in it, and a mask can stop that. So now you're breathing back your own bacteria. If you like that, that's good. Wear a mask. But the actual virus goes right through, just like a mosquito going through a fence. Yeah. Chain link fence. Yes, they're so tiny, nothing can stop it. And they've never used masks in hospitals in the past with viruses. The MERS virus was way just as bad as far as people dying in hospitals. Nobody wore a mask. They didn't need to wear a mask because it doesn't work. Because basically, you can't stop viral infections if you have a lot of people together. There is some risk if you're vulnerable. In surgery, they wear these masks. And why they wear masks in surgery? It's to keep the, bac the bacteria from going into an open body. You know, from once you the open doctor to the up, patient. Yeah, doctor to the patient. They've opened them up. And now you've got this person. And it's not the virus they're trying to get rid of. You can't stop a virus. You can you can help a little bit. They have these vents and they suck all the air out all the time. So they're pulling air out and putting in fresh air, but we really don't know how much of that fresh air they're putting in actually has viruses in it. We do mm. know the bacteria infections we can stop. So we're just, and, and I'm not, I like precautions. I'm all of that, but we're magnifying it. You know, we, we, you know, if we just said on the news, we had a counter and said, six months into the year, 400,000 people have died of a heart attack this year, which could be avoided. Yeah. Uh, 600 by the end of the year 800,000 people have died of a heart attack and let's what what are you doing when, when are you going to do what it takes to avoid the heart attack and it's not taking cholesterol drugs we know heart attacks only occur in men when they have low testosterone and women when they have mm. high cortisol levels stress hormones and women only have stress hormones when their estrogen is low so we'd say to people all right how do you raise your testosterone men and women you and balance your hormones you need to do different types of exercise according to your gender. More weightlifting for men, more aerobic exercise for women. They were, they never feel pressured, stressed. Their face okay. should be pleased. That's why women go to yoga classes. That's also good exercise. It also stimulates a lot of estrogen because you're following the leader. Whenever you're dependent on someone for your well-being, you make estrogen. Whenever you're doing it on your own, you make testosterone. Now mm. I have a coach and I do depend on him to get me to work harder, but that's different. I'm getting him to work harder, to push it, to where I get to that place. He has me pushing these heavy weights until I want to stop. He always knows when I want to stop. And he says, you can give me five more. Okay, <laughs> and I'm push too it embarrassed. Through. And I push and I push. Oh my gosh. Then I go home and I rest. My testosterone levels are surging as a result of it. So it's not over-exercising and it's not, and it's exercising, working hard, and then resting always rebuilds more testosterone. Just resting doesn't rebuild testosterone. It doesn't make testosterone. It's rebuilding. Meditation rebuilds testosterone. It doesn't make it, it rebuilds it. You have to go out and use it up, working hard, serving selflessness, solving problems, fixing things, facing challenges. That's what life is. And then you get to come home and relax. And, and there's different kinds of relaxation that are more efficient, but they all will help you recover. Even if you're sitting there watching the news or watching a, a football game, you are recovering your testosterone. There's more efficient ways which is exercise, solving problems, and the big one is meditation. It's, it's, it's the oldest form of rehabilitation of males that there is. Which Seriously? Is practice. Yeah, well, it's been around for thousands of years, and what, 
what you're doing is our mechanism, which is to forget everything. But you have to learn how to do it. It's also very boring until you're good at it. Mm. Now, why it's boring is if something's boring, what does somebody do? Well, you stop. So to continue doing something that's boring is activating your willpower. Just mm -hmm. like pushing that weight before yep. the at my comfort zone, I'm using willpower for an objective. I know there'll be a result that I want, even though it's painful. Well, being in a boring meditation, just sitting there doing this meditation technique over and over, which is the one I do, as I used to do, I do another one, I have more advanced ones now, I'm a 50-year meditator, but in that one, it was repeating a mantra over and over and over, just you know, doing it, uh, mantra, 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 hours of doing that is what they do. They do these prayers, hours and hours of, of doing it. It takes willpower, and willpower helps you for uh, build your muscles, so to speak, your mental muscles, but also while you're saying that mantra, you can't be thinking other things. It mm -hmm. forces you to forget those other things, but it requires intention the whole time. And, and that's the idea of meditation. And it does rebuild your testosterone and it gives you more energy. It lowers your stress. There's the massive metal levels of uh, 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 research showing that meditation lowers stress levels. Uh, to my knowledge, nobody's ever done the study that says meditation increases testosterone levels. Mine are twice as high as they were when I was a young man. So mm, Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm That's awesome. 69 and uh, it, it, I'm just like a, a young guy, you know, particularly in the bedroom and through my work. And, and you know, it, 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 it getting older for me is such a pleasure because I still have my testosterone. Unfortunately, and part of that is I have a job that I love to do. Okay. There's mm, no sense that I want to quit passion. this job. But it, it, creates, it creates money, it creates results, it supports my family, it helps people. There's nothing better for a man than the field that I put forth effort and it contributed to the well-being of the world. That's the, that's the whole thing. That's what work really is. Mm. I do something that maybe I don't like to do. That's the early stages of it. I don't like to do it. Like, I don't always want to get out of bed in the morning. I'm not one of these people who go, another day to go to work. Oh, what a glorious day. Sometimes like, oh, I didn't get off sleep last night. <laughs> but I'm up. I start moving, I get my body going and then take a shower and now I'm ready to meditate and my energy is fantastic. It takes a little while for me, but it's that getting up, I have to rather than sleeping in. If I sleep in, that's my estrogen production. If I get up because I have to, to get a job done, then my testosterone goes up. So we have statistics that show that when men retire, their testosterone goes down. When mm. men retire, also what happens is within three years, they have a heart attack. This is common knowledge from insurance companies. They, they, they trace this stuff. Now, in a sense, I'm retired. I only do what I love to do, but it's the same work I used to do. I just love to do it. So it's not like you, you, you have to do a job you don't like doing. It's you do a job that requires you to put forth work and you can also enjoy doing it. So for me and for men, I think the best retirement is to continue working where others are dependent on you but you can do it something that you enjoy more. And maybe if it makes less money, that's okay, as long as you're getting up and doing what's not always comfortable. And see, for me, traveling was always a major testosterone producer, which I'm not mm -hmm. doing now. Because you're so, always doing stuff which is difficult. And although I make it more comfortable, you know, because of my success with my books, I can travel first class and you can say, well, of course he enjoys himself. <laughs> but no matter, there's actually a dynamic there. Flights cancel, have to wait in line, security, all that oh, stuff. You know, so it's, it's just it happens. A, it's an assault on the on the on your own autonomy and freedom to travel today. You know, my wife decided she wasn't going to travel anymore. She was so offended by all this 
mm. checking people out and everything. Yeah. On it, this, this was how many people are going to hijack a plane? It was such an you'd be struck by lightning before that would happen. But you see, what they want to do is they want control, and they want control, and so they're going to keep creating fear in you so that you ask for the control. What they're trying now is to create so much fear that everybody's going to ask for mandatory vaccinations. Yeah, save me, save me, because I can't save myself. I can't save myself. <laughs> You know? but, but here's you offering like natural solutions to real problems. And so what I'm hearing from you, if a man's sitting at home right now and his testosterone levels are low because he's not working out and he's not meditating and he's probably sleeping in, if he just like worked out a few times a week, bit of, bit of heavy weights, bit of exercise, meditated a few times a week and got up early every day, that would just, what would that, that would just like massively increase massively increased but another key to that if he's in a relationship is monitor emotions any negative emotion say you just say to yourself what you say to yourself is stop 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 i'm buying into the monkey brain and now i'm mm. going to forget it it didn't happen once you say forget it it didn't happen you do something it has nothing to do with changing the person that upset you yeah okay, that's well, you, you keep saying, stop, stop, stop. Just stop, stop, stop. Boy, I'm a fool. I'm not making it worse to dwell on that problem. Now, if you, if you find you can't, that's an attitude you have to apply. I have to apply it. But if you apply it and it still doesn't work, my super minerals, I formulated these from a doctor in Germany that proven, I mean, this will take away anybody's need for antidepressants and anxiety medications, all that stuff you don't need if you practice a few of these behavior things and you also take extra minerals because whenever you have anxiety or depression or stress you deplete your brain of minerals and eating minerals just mineral supplements they don't cross the blood-brain barrier the food we eat today is often greatly deficient in minerals and and some minerals it's not even in our food and the most important um, mineral for when your brain loops and you keep thinking about what happened you keep thinking about what happened and evokes an emotion you should be able to let it go let it go and your brain will do that once you entertain it for a moment and let it go the brain grips things when the brain chemicals are out of balance and there's a mineral that balances dopamine and serotonin the two key players uh, and that brain mineral is lithium that's why lithium. when somebody had bipolar they would give them lithium, but they gave them an inferior form of lithium that doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier. They just mined it out of the ground. Uh, it's called lithium mm, carbonate. Okay. And the reason they learned, and that doesn't, you need- And it hasn't been filtered through like the vegetable that would come into our body otherwise, right? Well, that's interesting. Uh, the way that, that would, that's, some people have done that and that's a good thing. What, what th this is all known because there's natural places where the soil the rocks have lithium in them, lithium crystals are in them. And the water then, if you take hot tubs in that, you know, these springs that people go to, they were depressed or anxious, couldn't sleep, and you get in that water and your symptoms uh, of bipolar go it. away for a few days because your body absorbed in these micro doses of lithium. You don't need a lot of it, you need micro doses of it. Now, so they said, oh, well, if it helps her bipolar, we'll give them a capsule of bipolar of lithium, but it was lithium carbonate. It didn't cross the blood-brain barrier. And yes, if the food has lithium, it does cross. And if you actually grew alfalfa with lithium in the water, it would, it would get developed. Nobody's done it, but that would work. Okay. Dr. Nieper in Germany, what he discovered is that he takes a substance that's in mother's milk that binds with minerals when we make the brain. And that mm. substance is called erratic acid. 
So he takes the erratic acid and binds it to lithium and you get something called lithium orotate. So now you've got a delivery system that is more efficient and it does tend to bring it into the brain. So within two days, these symptoms are minimized if you have a pretty good life. See, a lot of people are depressed and they have a good life. That's yeah. because the brain doesn't have the minerals. But if you have a good mm. life and someone loves you and you love others and you're doing nice things for people, that's enough to make you feel good. But if you don't have the minerals, it doesn't make you feel good. That's the challenge is that and once you don't feel good, you're now chronically depleting yourself of these minerals because you're producing stress hormones. Mm. So what I did is study Dr. Nefer's work and he talked about the cofactors to lithium, which is calcium orotate, magnesium orotate, zinc orotate, and uh, lithium orotate, and magnesium, magnesium, calcium, uh, potassium, zinc, and lithium. Those are the five. They're all alkalizing minerals. And if you bind them to lithium orotate, you only need a tiny, tiny bit. It just has to get into the brain. Within days, your stress levels go down. I mean, it's a miracle. All, I've been doing wow. this, promoting this for 20 years. They're, I call them super minerals for men, super minerals for women because I put more zinc in it for men. Men just need more zinc because they're ejaculating so much. I mean, yeah. you want to kill brain function, ejaculate. <laughs> you lose really? like several days dose of zinc when you ejaculate. And then you can't, without zinc, you can't make more testosterone. That's probably why you have so many more children who have, males have more ADD, more brain problems and more um, autism. Is, and, autistic, yeah, is a zinc deficiency inside of them. And, and that's one of the conditions. And you'd say a simple cure for that is, you know, some form of like tantric sex or something like that, where there's less ejaculation, but still the arousal. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? That's the most powerful hack you can do in the universe. That's yeah. it. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta build up to it. You have to develop the muscles in your bottom and your thighs so that when you're pumping, you basically are using your whole body and you're not tightening your anus. If you tighten your anus with every thrust, an unconscious thrust, you're going to squeeze your, the push your pelvis forward for insertion. You're going to squeeze the anus. Now, the whole secret of this thing is to keep that relaxed and to love okay. your partner. Now, if you study Taoism, they say, oh, you're supposed to circulate energy. And other Taoist says you need to suck it up and take a deep breath and hold back. And this is all going against the nature. The actual truth of Taoism is everything should be easy. Let it flow. So the, the way you, you let it flow, but having ejaculation, if you're addicted to it, is real easy. So you've got yeah. to break the ejaculation. So then what you have, and, and it's a natural monkey addiction to ejaculation. Uh, it, it's not even learned. It's instinctive. To make babies, you've got to ejaculate. So that mm. anal contraction is pure instinct and maybe the most important instinct there is because that's called survival. Yeah. So it's built into the instinctive brain and sex is awakening the instinctive brain. So what you do is you don't have sex with somebody unless you love them. Because what love does is it pulls you out of the instinctive brain. You're still there when you're aroused, but it puts you into the limbic system, which is the emotional brain. That's your monkey brain. That's your conditioned brain, not your instinctive brain. So now you're getting a little bit more control over what happens. And then what you'll see in all these systems is different, pos different positions in sex. When you have different positions, uh, it's not just for fun. It, it's basically so that every time you're getting close to ejaculation, it's called edging. People talk about this edging. You're getting mm -hmm. close. You have to get enough far away from your ejaculation so that if you were to stop, you wouldn't have blue balls. Yeah. Getting too close to the edge is blue balls. So there's a place where you notice, but you want more. 
And instead mm -hmm. of wanting more, you start over. That's the whole technique is you just start over and you do another position. And it, it, basically you start again and you start from the head to the bottom, you go down with the woman and then you give this new position. So it, it's all start, stop, start, stop. Every time you stop, you're helping your body absorb that energy. It takes a while for your body to get that energy up into all the cells. You know, when I was a celibate for nine years, never masturbated for nine years, as I was very sexually active as a teenager, but then out of discipline, I saw that that was the, the path to enlightenment. That was what my teacher was a monk. He was celibate. So many monks are. So I said, okay, I'm going to do it. I really did it. And what allowed me to do it is because I spent so many hours in meditation. And I also had a teacher that I admired who was celibate. And I saw how powerful he was. I mean, for much of his adult life, the guy was like the biggest teacher on the planet. He didn't have internet or anything. We had 3,600 TM centers everywhere. Transcendental meditation. It was a big thing. It still is actually out there, very big. He was amazing. And then, and then what happened is he didn't have, and I'll say this because his growth didn't continue. Uh, he started getting old and had to go into his cave and couldn't come out and didn't want to talk to people, stop teaching people, you know, kind of went the other direction. And what, what happens there is, is, this happens to a lot of yogis, is when they get more enlightened, they feel free. I'm saying this because this is your freedom, freedom talk, you know, this yeah. is freedom. Yeah. But what freedom does is it brings up anything that you've repressed. You see, we repress ourselves all the time because we feel dependent on others to make us feel good. We depend on the government to protect us. We depend upon our jobs to give us money. And so what we do is we deny a lot of the things we feel, what we think, what we want. You know, I have to deny a huge amount of what I really want to say because I'd be, I'd be banned. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd <laughs> you know, be censored. And, and I, I basically, I have no problem with other points of view and I don't feel that I have the absolute right point of view. I feel that we need to always be open to hearing what people have to say and considering it. And you don't have to agree with it, but you have to make them attack them. You don't have to censor them. You don't have to make them off the internet for that. You know, this is like not right. Sure, it's freedom you know, of speech. That's freedom of speech. And now what yeah. we need is freedom of digital speech. And that's yeah. what we don't have. We need freedom of digital speech. And, you know, people say, oh, these awful people, these trolls. Okay, don't listen to them. That's all. Grow up. Yeah. You know, take, don't take it so personally, you know, and let them be themselves and go to the places where you like the people you're talking to. So have, and you can always say people can't come on your site or whatever if you want. So having said all that, this is what freedom does. It says I can be myself. And when you can be yourself, suddenly all of the repressed feelings and emotions of childhood that you had to repress to get your parents love. Mm -hmm. See, if your parents are mad at you, you say, oh, I can't express what I feel. And so there's a lot that gets repressed in childhood where we adapt ourselves to please our parents by denying our wants, our wishes, our needs, our emotions, and, and, and even good feelings. You're supposed to feel bad if you do something wrong. That's the stupidest thing that we teach children. Do you feel bad? You should feel bad. You, you, you should be punished. You know, you're, now punishment, I'm all for jails, and, and, but I'm not punishment, it's rehabilitation. You yeah. know, children should have time out. You know, you can't rule the roost here. But let's make sure you feel understood and you're motivated and we have good conversation. You're getting enough food. We're not giving you junk food to make your brain kind of crazy. Positive so, reinforcement. Lots of positive reinforcement, but at the same time, discipline. Mm -hmm. You know, children shouldn't just be do whatever they want. This is another problem mm -hmm. is parents are too permissive and other parents are too much punishing. There's a place in between where I write about in my book, 
children are from heaven. And I know that because I very fortunately was raised without punishment. Look how good I've done. You know, my, my four brothers are always jealous and mad at me, my older brothers. And they said, yeah, you know, everybody, parents changed by the time you came along. But I grew up in Texas. And when the boys were misbehaving, my mom would say, I'm going to tell your father. And sometimes she'd tell the father and father would pull out his belt and whip you. You know, that sounds so severe today. That's common, mm. common parenting techniques in Texas. <laughs> sure, sure. And that's how the world used to be. I know that era. Switch, and switch the kids, you know because we didn't have communication skills. So I did a whole video one time, a documentary on children who haven't been punished and children who have been punished. And one of the takeaways from it is I remember this moment where I had the child who was punishment. And I said, well, why do your parents punish you? And he said, because they love me. And I say, why do you think punishment works? And why would they do that if they love you? And he said, because they punished me to let me know I did something wrong. Now that came right out of their parents' mouth. I have to punish you because you did something wrong. You don't know it. And of course, I only do this because I love you. And I'm not questioning the parents love their children. I'm just saying they're doing the craziest thing when you punish someone. You're teaching them that if they misbehave, that they're bad and deserve to have pain. They don't mm. deserve to have pain. So I asked the little other kids and I said, now, don't you think your parents should punish you? I mean, how do you know you did something wrong? And the children were laughed and they said, they just tell me. That's yeah. called a child who listens to their parents. Most parents who punish, that before they punish, they say, you're not listening to me. You're not doing what I want. But they say, you're not listening to me. And these are parents who don't listen to their children. And listening to your children doesn't mean you do what your children want you to do. It means mm -hmm. you give your children what they need, which is to give some time to understand what their needs are, what their emotions are, what their feelings are. And when children feel heard and seen and touched by their parents and cared for, then they listen to their parents better. You don't have to punish them. But if you don't know how to do that, you have to punish them. You're still like monkeys. We have to realize we are these amazing spiritual beings. And then we have a brain, which is the DNA of a monkey. Most of it is DNA of monkey. And then the back part is of snakes and lizards and dinosaurs, cold-blooded. Reptilian. Right inside of me. There's a guy inside of me. I've never hurt anybody. We'll probably never hurt anybody. But I'll kill you if you attack me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, you, attack, you threaten my children. That comes out. Now, if, if I have no sense up here, part of me wants to kill you. I'm not going to kill you. I'll figure something out not to do it. Mm -hmm. That's my emotional side. I'll say, well, let me see if I can give you the love and support you need so you won't give in, you'll give it back to me. And I'll use my front brain to figure out a solution using love and support and understanding and compassion and empathy. And I know people who justify killing other people. They say, you don't understand. I get, I get it. I get it. That person's in a monkey state. You're in a monkey state. That's mm -hmm. what happens. And it's hard to stop somebody when they're in a monkey state without becoming a monkey. We saw that with this crazy American debate between Donald Trump and the other presidential candidate. Yeah, it was uh, pretty wild. Pretty was, wild. You know, you yeah. basically had two eight-year-olds arguing yeah. back and forth. You did that. You said yeah. that. You're no good. Shut up. You're a jerk. You're weak. You're sleepy. You're a jerk. You're a, you're a yeah. clown. That's not dignified. That's not adult. That's no. not civilized. They were just activated. Somebody keeps interrupting you. It just pushes you. And then you interrupt them back. It goes back and forth. This is not adult behavior. Mm -hmm. So most people say, we didn't learn anything. Nobody's inspired by it. You're, nobody got changed their mind. It wasn't a debate. It was just a throwing pie on each other, you know, yeah. throwing stuff around. Yeah. That's not, that's not civilized. That's not adult. And that's not loving. And that's not smart. That's not capable of creating a positive relationship with a positive outcome. 
And while they did it on TV, some people watched that who were not a, a, a just sickened by it, disgusted, disgust is the word I have, disgusted that our, our candidates would be that way. Uh, they're like saying, yeah, you have real power. Uh, because their father was that way, abused them, yeah. and they made their parent right. That's what children do. Children who are abused make abuse right, and then therefore they abuse others, making it justified. You say, well, you know, if, you, if, I, if I'm bad, you just, I deserve to be punished by you. Therefore, if you're bad, you deserve me to be punished by you. And so mm. we get into this crazy place where people use emotions to get what they want. And when you use emotions to get what you want, you become addicted to negative emotions. Lithium orotate, calcium orotate, magnesium orotate, zinc orotate, put all those together and it helps the brain recover while you refrain from doing this stupid behavior, this primitive behavior. So see most people, they refrain from their addiction and they always stay addicted because they don't have the minerals to recover the brain. Meditation, which can be very boring, is one of the best things to balance addiction. Why? Because all addiction is intensity and it's exciting and it's interesting. That's called dopamine and mm -hmm. it desensitizes dopamine receptor sites. And those receptor sites are like little flowers and they close down. One shot of cocaine, you just lost 30% of your dopamine function. Mm -hmm. That means things that would normally produce dopamine, pleasure, now only have 70% of the effect after you just took a shot of cocaine. Now, of course, can it be recovered? Yes, but to the extent that you had excitement and intensity, you now have to go to relaxation and in a sense, boredom. But once you relax, if you're good at meditation, it's no longer boring because you learn to relax, you get addicted to that relaxed state. Then as soon as you relax, the receptor sites open up. And there's actually a uh, kind of a, uh, a counter force in our, in our uh, brain chemicals. Dopamine is excitement, serotonin is relaxation. If you get excited intensity, the receptor sites close down. If you produce serotonin, your dopamine receptor sites open up again, and now it doesn't take a lot to excite you. Just like if you were feeling very peaceful in meditation, you know, those little receptor sites open up because you feel so relaxed and open, and a large, jar, a large uh, jarring sound, you go, oh, a big shock like that. Mm. It's because those receptor sites were so much open where you can be excited and experience pleasure. Excitement is one form of pleasure very easily. But what they found in meditation in the studies that were done back in the 70s when they were studying my brain is that I would have a quick reaction and people who meditate would have a quick reaction to disturbing sounds and recover very quickly. That means those receptor sites would open back up very quickly as opposed to other people, they'd have a reaction and it would stay shut. And that means something bothers you, you get upset about it and you stay upset about it as opposed to something bothers you, you go, I don't like that and then you relax and you come back, you're able to let it go. And that's what we want to culture is the ability to let go. And meditation does that. And for men and women, balancing hormones does that. Because when I go to my male side, I'm letting go of anything that's bothering me. And when women can talk about their feelings without interruption, then they make more estrogen and then they can let it go what's ever bothering them. And this is simple biology. So that's all amazing. That's amazing. And all of this is free too. And you're not like, you're not selling like the next fad or any of these things. You're talking about like meditation and things that we can do emotionally and physically um, with what we already have. And, and this is covered in your book, uh, Beyond Mars and Venus, right? 
Beyond Mars Venus really focuses on helping women understand the things they can do to restore hormonal balance mm -hmm. that are not dependent on their partner. Mm -hmm. And then what they can do with their partner to make them happier. Nothing you do to look to your partner to change to make you happy will never work. That's called complaining, getting upset, punishing. Anything you do to change your partner, you resist them, they will stay more the way they are. Mm. You will have more reasons to resist them. You create your own messes in this world. But for women, when they resist, they always have too much testosterone, not enough estrogen or progesterone. So that's when they need to know, oh, I'm resisting. Let me shift gears to do those things that create estrogen, progesterone. And at the right times, for women, it's a lot about timing. Uh, during the first, uh, the upswing towards ovulation from their period, she needs more estrogen. Okay. During the downswing from progesterone to her, from, from ovulation to her period, she needs more progesterone. Uh, it's the opposite. Now, if you look at the behavioral aspects of these hormones, estrogen is more, I have a need, I can depend on you and I can get help. So I can get help. You do things for me. You support me. I feel support. Now, having said that, she feels the support, she can depend on others, she needs help, she gets it. That's what prayer is, by the way. Prayer is an estrogen stimulator, which is, dear God, I need really? your help to come and help me. Mm. So that's why women would do prayer more. And you know they would sing the bhajans and sing the songs and pray to the God, because then you feel wow. you know, you're not alone. So mm. if you have a religious belief, actually your stresses are often lower, and they've proven that too. Uh, it, although sometimes you justify violence more, if somebody disagrees with you, <laughs> but that's just propaganda that you're being mistaught. Jesus, if you're looking at Christianity taught, you never kill anybody, you know, turn the mm. other cheek, at, you know, be human here. Uh, but somehow all that gets lost is people who are powerful. See what happens is anytime there's power, corrupt people come in and take over and use the religion for control and domination. Manipulation. All religions. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's all political. And yeah. so it's, uh, and, and most and books are written about politicians as much as we say we love them or whatever. Most of them are all sociopaths and some psychopaths. Uh, and there's other scientists, Harvard professors, whatever, have explored all this. Often just to get elected, you have to sell your soul. It means yeah. that means you have to do, you have, even though you might feel, and I, I talked to Nancy Pelosi about this because, you know, she's my district and I was flying back from Washington and she was sitting across from me. So I talked the whole time about supplements, whole time. I mean, if you go to my website, you can see I've got like uh, 32, just, I cut it down to just 32 videos on all the little problems that people have, what you can do with supplements and you don't need any drugs at that point. So, uh, and I did the whole, I knew she was listening. So I talked the whole time. And at the end I said, now you're my, you know, I voted for you. So I need you to, uh, would you give me as part of your constituency, would you give me five minutes of your time? And she said, yes, because she had four secret service guys and they didn't want me near her. Okay. Everybody was already mad at me because I was so loud in first class. It was only a little first class. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I, I, I was propagating her. And basically I said to her, in short, I had my five minutes. I said, Nancy, the, uh, every year, uh, the, your, your political party um, tries to make selling natural supplements illegal unless you're a medical doctor. Mm. Now, natural. I should not I should not have to ask my doctor and pay them to go take natural supplements that have no side effects, have not proven to have any side effects, and actually massive research proving that they help you. 
Why should I have to ask the doctor? See, doctors give out drugs because they all have side effects. They're dangerous. And so the doctor has to weigh risk versus danger, risk versus benefit. Yeah. Meaning that, you know, if you're gonna, if your leg has got gangrene, I'm gonna have to cut off your leg to save your life. So it's yeah. okay to having the side effect. That's the whole point of drugs. They all have side effects. It used mm. to be anything that had side effects was called a drug. And if it <laughs> because it's dangerous and you have to do that. And the doctor then has to prescribe it because it's not safe. And so you can't mm -hmm. just go buy it. You have to buy it through a doctor. Basically, they want to make, and this is not the Republicans, it's the Democrats who seem like they're so much for freedom. Every year they try to pass a bill which says that you have to go to a doctor to buy natural supplements. It's already enforced to a certain extent. Uh, the law is there. We've agreed to a trade agreement, but they can't enforce it. And they're trying to enforce it in America. In Europe, it's pretty much enforced. You can't buy therapeutic doses of vitamin C. Uh, if it's a therapeutic dose of vitamin C, you have to ask a doctor for it. That means if wow. you want a thousand milligrams of vitamin C in a capsule, you can't buy that there. Here, you still can. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're trying to make it illegal. They're, they're trying natural, to- Natural, making natural things illegal. It's natural wild. things and also supplements aren't all natural like when you buy vitamin c they made it in a factory but there's sure, no known sure. there's no known side effect from it see you mm. can take a ton of it if you take a massive amount you'll just get diarrhea for the day and and then mm. you'll next day you go i probably shouldn't take so much mm. so this is called self-regulating your health the whole thing about the, the the abuse of power in the world i'm doing this because it's a freedom show now okay, with you so, mate yeah yeah go for okay. it so if you go back several hundred years, you'll see there was the dark ages where the Catholic church, which had all the power, basically killed 300,000 women and men who were healers. If you, it was against the law at that mm. time to do anything to heal somebody, an herb, any kind of natural thing that people have known for centuries, for history, thousands of years, people have used herbs for healing. Yeah. If you were to use herbs for healing, that made you a witch. Yeah, witch and you're, you're and bad. You were, and you were burned at the stake. We're not talking about 12 girls at, in America who were put on the stake. No, we're talking about 300,000 people tortured because they depended on something other than Jesus in order yeah. to get healthy. Because see, that's competition. That's what the church was about, is you have to believe in Jesus. And without Jesus, you'll be sick and you'll go to hell. So if you want to get better, you're going, it's the devil's work if you depend on nature. You've got to depend on Jesus. And we are the ones who convert, and we're the only ones that know what Jesus says because we, you know, can't, you can't even read Latin and we can't. So this was all craziness. We would not stand for it for a second. History repeats itself. Right now, yeah. pharmaceutical industries, they are there like the Catholic Church. You get burned at the stake if you tell people. Right now, you can't even get on, if you say you question, the legitimacy of how bad this this epidemic really is. So many yeah. doctors are pointing that out. You question it, you don't even get on, on you get taken off of, of uh, social media. You get yeah. taken off of YouTube. You get taken off of Twitter. You can't say these things. You can't even say some of the words. Yeah, like you can't even some say the words. Yeah. So this is, and you can like we can do it because, but it's when the, when you get, you know, there was the pandemic movie the first the documentary yeah yeah over yeah. a billion people saw it until they saw a billion people yeah <laughs> on YouTube. so they, they took that it. off for sure and then the next one came out they took it off before it, it even went on so it's only hundreds of millions but you have to go to uh london real yeah. tv there's some great yeah. uh band shows there so this is like this is book burning this is crazy this is not having a dialogue and you know, when it comes to vaccinations, there's two sides to this story. 
I've never had a vaccination. I remember, I'm so healthy. I didn't need a vaccination. I took responsibility for my health. If you don't want to take responsibility for your health, okay, get a vaccination. Mm. But if vaccinations work, why if I got the measles, is it a problem to you if they worked? Yeah. That's the reality. It's contradictory, isn't it? It's yeah. All, it's foolish. It's, it does, doesn't make any sense if you look at the whole picture. And then they try to justify it with all these confusing things. We look at, you know, there's a virus right now. It's a bad virus. It's more contagious maybe than other years. Maybe we don't know for sure because the last SARS virus, 150,000 people died of pneumonia or flu. They call it flu mm -hmm. pneumonia. 150,000 people die. Same symptoms of COVID. Then you've got COPD. Every year, 150,000 people die of, of COPD. Exact symptoms. You go on the ventilator and you die. Okay. It's exact same symptoms of what they're calling COVID. Just those two things. And then we also know that if you're taking uh, blood pressure medicine, that you're more at risk of a heart attack. And then if you also have COVID, they call it a death. <laughs> so it's a yeah. COVID death. So, so many doctors are saying, why are we labeling all these deaths COVID when it's other things that are killing them? And, and are we really seeing the morbidity rate like increasing? And there's like so many facts like this. It's, it's kind of crazy. And, and like you say, you know, you do a little bit of research on it. You, you look into these things and ask a few questions and then we can get a real perspective on things. You get a perspective, but, but the more we know truth, the less upset we are. Mm -hmm. Reality is not so bad. It only gets better. And that's true right now. It's if I only, here's a, if you only see this side of it, like a couple talking, if we only look at herself, I look really bad. Yeah. If I only look at myself, okay, then, then to me, I look good. To you, you look good. This is always when couples argue and fight. If I stand outside of it, I can see how you're only seeing partial truth. Yeah. Partial truth. Partial truth creates craziness. Mm -hmm. What we have in our media is always, I, watch, I like to watch all the different stations. I watch Fox. I watch MSNBC, I watch CNN, and what you get is partial truth. Nobody says what yeah. the other person is saying. They all have a different spin on it, and some of it is true. What they say is partial truth always creates stress. Yeah. Once we start, it's, and what we're getting is the partial truth. It's just simply, even if all this stuff was actually this one SARS virus, it was creating a bit more people than the normal flu and COPD. Let's say it was just that, and so we have to be a little more careful Okay, so what we have is it's advertised every day, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. Yeah. When in reality, if we were to say, how many people died of a heart attack today? How many people died of a heart attack today? We have to stop heart attacks. Everybody, yeah. you know, and if you take your heart attack medication, it doesn't help. That's also true as well. And high blood pressure medicine can postpone it but it also makes you more vulnerable. And they know that now, if you have blood pressure medicine, almost everybody who dies of COVID is taking blood pressure medicine. <laughs> yeah. won't say that's what's causing it because it's not, it's a host of various things. But hey, we're having so many heart attacks. Hypertension is common in our country. Let's do something about it. Let's mandate, instead of mandating a vaccination, let's mandate 20 minutes walking every day. Yeah. Everybody, all the stores shut down. Everybody has to go for a walk. I would yeah. be okay with that. Yeah. See, that's control I would like. Control that lets me in create my health, not for somebody the benefit else of doing people. it. Yeah. yeah. We don't do that. And yeah. you know, as high school, they used to, I remember John F. Kennedy said, now we're going to have to do calisthenics every day. That was great. Mandate mm -hmm. exercise. And now what yeah. we're doing in schools is taking exercise out, taking recreation out. All that stuff's going out of the school system and yeah. the grades are going down, down, down.
Yeah. We did a study in my book, Staying Focused in Hyper World, on solving ADD problems, brain function, memory problems. I wrote a whole book on that with 100 pages of references showing that the drugs make it worse, period, and natural solutions heal it. And there's one story I tell about there about one school in the East Coast. And what they did with their, they took the most problem kids all around and put them in one school. And then they gave them three hours of physical PE. Mm -hmm. Three hours and, and awesome. some coaching during the day from a PE coach. These are really low performing students. And then they suddenly almost, they, almost every child graduated. None of them were expected to graduate from high school and none ever would go to college and about half went to college. And it was from exercise. having exercise three. Now, not everybody needs three hours of exercise, but these are kids with real brain problems. Mm. And so what happens when you have brain problems is you feel less than others. You feel more anxiety around testing and around learning. Your brain just doesn't remember things as well. And so you're afraid. So you're in a hyper state of adrenaline all day, chronic cortisol. Physical act activity lowers adrenaline. That's mm. it. Adrenaline burns off with physical activity. So mm -hmm. what they had is all these kids burning it off physical activity and the boys and girls did sports differently and the girls did more moderate and they had personal coaches as well, which meant that they could feel that somebody was guiding them and teaching them and helping them. They felt special because they had coaches who worked, helped them throughout the day. And that, that creates the estrogen in little girls along with some physical activity. But to me, it's more the relationship that lowers stress in women. I now know that to be the case is that when women talk about what they're feeling or they can depend on someone to help them, their estrogen goes up, their stress goes down. For immature boys, they're growing up, physical activity is the major way to lower adrenaline. That's it. Now, wow. if you can, if, if you learn to meditate, that becomes another way. If you learn to play piano, that's another way. Whenever you're learning something new, a skill that requires body movement, you're going to develop the brain more, you're gonna produce more testosterone, uh, you're gonna have less addiction to ejaculation. I come back to that because today that's such a big problem. These boys, mm. they don't even know what sex is and they see it and this part of the brain wakes up, the instinctive part of the brain wakes up and then they want to masturbate. Yeah, uh, This is just not healthy for everybody. And I'm not shaming masturbation. It's quite normal. It's natural for an immature person to want to masturbate because that energy builds up and they haven't yet built the, the front part of the brain. And that's why we have culture. If boys could be giving cultured activities and not sexual stimulation in front of them all the time, mm -hmm. then what happens is the culture activity requires learning in the brain, like playing piano, playing the violin, having certain disciplines they do. During fighting, karate, you know, that's what I had as a teacher when I, I was a little karate kid, when I was, I was in mag karate magazines as a kid because I was that's so awesome. little and young, and yet I was so good at karate. That was before the Karate Kid movie, literally. And then all the kids at school, kid. when they saw the magazine, everybody wanted to fight me. I'll just say I only hurt one person. And after that, anybody wanted to fight me. I said, meet me at the filling station, the gas station after school. And I never went. Hey, uh, I never had another fight. Ever. I felt so horrible having hurt yeah. somebody. It was just so against my nature because I live up here. If I would live in the back part of my brain and I didn't have parents who lived in the front part of the brain, then I would have rejoiced and look how cool I am, how great yeah. I am. I beat that guy up. What Which a, a lot of kids thing. do. 
Well, yeah, and, and you're, you're, you're an absolute wealth of knowledge and I know I respect your time and I know we've got to wrap it up here too as well. So, I mean, I could dig down these rabbit holes because I love it and I just love all the directions you're taking this in. But just real quickly before we go, um, you know, so beyond Mars and Venus, they can go to um, marsvenus.com to, to get this book. Also, you've got a few upcoming events and, and I'd like your perspective on this real quick um, because on, on your website, it says a new living expert in San Mateo, April 9 to 11th. That's with Michael Beckwith, Marianne Williamson. You've got Nurture Destiny in Austin in April 14th to 16th. You've got the seventh annual biohacking conference in Beverly Hills on April 16th to 17th. And you've got the power of success in Dallas, Montreal, and Winnipeg with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Gary John Bishop, Molly Bloom, Marcus Luttrell, with all the madness going on right now, is there still capabilities to have these live events? And uh, how do we find out about the updates of this? Well, always go to marsvenus.com events. You'll get the update. But even before you read Beyond Mars and Venus, what I recommend just like right away to get the practicality of what I teach, because we did go down a lot of rabbit holes and I enjoyed doing it. And I yeah. think we have to have that too. But that right there on the front page of marsvenus.com, is a four-day training that I did with yes. my daughter, Lauren. It is so good. It's for single men or one's for single women, one's for men in relationship, one's for women in relationship. And we're getting rave reviews. We don't even ask for reviews and people are just sending them in. This changed their life, changed their life. I'm so excited about it. It's free, it's right there. It's a four-day program. We send you, we have videos, we do interactions, we do quizzes and letters we send to you over four days. And the, the, it feels to me when people take that, it's like how it was back in the 90s when they read Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. It's just so many people don't read big books. They don't, they're too busy to do it. It's like I distilled down those ideas in a context of the present time so efficiently for what stage of relationship you're in and what gender you are. It's magnificent. We're just getting so many reviews. So that's one thing I recommend. And I this do so is, many other things, but that's it. And this is called How to Get Everything You Want in Relationships for Women, Men, Couples, and Singles. And we can access, the, access this on marsvenus.com. I'm going to have a link to this at the, in the show notes. And this is uh, marsvenus.com. And again, it's free. So if you don't take advantage of this, then you're, you're crazy. Um, so <laughs> it doesn't take a long time. It's so well written. You know, I talk a lot in my seminars. I go for hours, but my daughter, she's like the opposite of me. Dad, shorten it. Dad, shorten it. Take away the frills. Get to the point. What can they do? What are they mm -hmm. doing wrong? How do they change it? So she's been very helpful to edit me down. <laughs> That's awesome. Love it. Love it. Such a kind gift. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here with, here with us today. I, I love it. I love your energy. I love your enthusiasm. I love the knowledge. Um, any final words? Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to talk with you. And I know that you had more questions, so let's do it again. Yeah, love to have you back to be continued. <laughs> be continued. It's been a pleasure. So thank you very much again for joining me. Uh, this is Freedom Hack Radio. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson. And until next week, live large and live free.